What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Route Runners podcast. I'm your host, Jared. I'm Shrieker. I'm Jason. And my laptop just opened a new link for no reason. It's been doing that ever since I did B-Flix for Better Call Saul. So, <laughs> uh, it, it's either that or I downloaded like a free converter to like switch my resume into a new uh, like link. So yeah, we're my oh, laptop nice. kind of on the outs. But um, someone who's not on the outs, Kyler Murray. Look at that. That was, that was pretty good. Um, look at that transition. Yeah, uh, we just got noted, notified today. Kyler Murray is getting a contract extension. We'll talk about that in just a few minutes. But, uh, yeah, we are we are back with the division previews. We're going to be talking about, in I think pretty much everyone's opinion, probably the best division in all of football, the AFC West. So we went from east to west because we did the AFC and the east over the last two weeks. You can check those out on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. Uh, the ultimate NFL redraft is almost over. We have drafted up to round nine. We're going to be doing round 10 for you guys next week and then simulating a season, a few seasons on Madden, which is going to be really cool. Uh, if you haven't been paying attention to the NFL redraft, what that is, is me, Jason and James, who is not here for today because there's a storm nearby. And he has limited power. Um, but yeah, me, Jason and James did a draft consisting of, every NFL player and we have just been the GM for well, each of us gets 11 teams uh, in the entire league. Well, I get 10 and they get 11 teams and we just be GMs for them and draft basically for a franchise. And it's been really fun that you can check that out on YouTube. But yeah, again, we are back for the division previews, but there is some news uh, that we started the show off with, with Kyler Murray getting extended it's like a five-year, two thirty million dollar contract or something like that. Yes, it's like forty-five million. He's getting paid his first year. Okay. Wait. So two thirty divided by five is. Oh, that's like forty-six a year. Yeah. So it's kind yeah. of. Thing, so. Yeah. Um. We knew that this is probably going to happen eventually. Um. What do you guys? What do you guys think about it? Uh. uh... It's like, it's kind of hard because, like, you know he's a really talented QB, and so you can't really just let him go based off, like, the QBs that teams had in the recent past. Um, but also, I don't think he's done enough to deserve as much as he's gotten paid. I mean, obviously, a lot of the criticism goes towards Cliff Kingsbury because I saw – little graphic it dates all the way back to his time at texas tech where the start of his season like the first eight games he wins like six or seven games like every time and then second half of the season he falls apart and wins like two or three games so yeah obviously that has something to do with it but at the same time like some of that's got to fall on the quarterback you know the guy who's running that offense out there and we saw um not sure it was against the – I remember they played maybe Monday night. It was around Christmas against the Colts, and they yeah. were not great. And then that playoff game against the Rams – or yeah. was that a playoff game? Yeah. Yeah, it was like one of, that was like one of the worst playoff games. Yeah, ever. it was like – well, Steelers and Browns the year before was pretty fucking bad. Oh. Uh, yeah, but that was like funny, so. Yeah, that was funny. But like – 
they looked awful. And I mean, it's hard because once again, like you don't know how much to put on him or if you want to put more on Kingsbury. Personally, I, I don't think he's worth that much. But at the same time, all these QBs are getting paid that much now where like in two or three years, it's going to be like an average contract. Um, honestly, I was at work when the the news broke and one of my friends told me and we kind of just like laughed and shit, shit on it the whole time. Because like, I don't know. When I think of Kyler Murray, I kind of just like think of the Cardinals always blowing their season. Yeah, I I agree with pretty much everything you said. You know, he actually has a losing record. Kyler? Yeah, he's 22-23 and, and 1 in his career. Wow. Which, you know, like you see all these guys that have been extended recently, like Mahomes and Josh Allen and uh, who else is even – who else can I even say that's been extended recently? Uh, Dak. Like these – uh, Rogers, obviously, like these guys, Stafford, like these guys have. Well, Stafford doesn't really have winning record because he was in Detroit, but like these guys are obviously like proven. And uh, I think also, but the like those guys also came from like pretty highly established like organizations. Like Mahomes came after Alex Smith, Dak came after Tony Romo, um. Lamar was in the Ravens organization who like everyone respects highly in the league. So Yeah, that's a that's a definitely a good point. But uh I don't know. I, I, I think like again, like Jason said, like quarterbacks are really hard to come by in this league and it's gonna be really hard for them to find someone who's better. Because I mean we've seen Kyler Murray play really well before and like we've uh, the first half of the season in twenty twenty and in twenty twenty one he was probably in the top three in the MVP candidates, maybe even one for both of those years, and then just kind of falls off towards the end of the year, which you'd rather be the opposite, you know, and he kind of has that Russell Wilson problem of starting off the season really, really well and then just kind of falling off. But I do think that definitely part of that has to do with the team, but he also does have DeAndre Hopkins, who I still consider as a top five receiver in football, and you know, like this, this team still has very good weapons. So like, I don't think that it's like, I, I think that some of the blame definitely has to be on him. I, the The fact though, that he does have a losing record is definitely scary, but obviously what he can do with his legs is also insanely valuable. So, I mean, we knew it was probably going to happen. The Cardinals aren't going to go into this with, I don't even know who their backup is. And I don't think that they were going to trade him, but you know, the, the money that he got, I think is, Probably a little bit too high. And... I think I know who his backup is. Oh, it's I don't think Trace is the. Well, yeah, but he's. I think he's still there. I think he is still there. Actually, now I'm curious. I, I'm I'm googling it already. Oh wait. Oh, my laptop um, blink again. It was worth it for Better Call Saul. Um, anything for Lalo. Oh. <laughs> yeah, anything for Lalo. Oh, it's Colt, he is Colt still... McCoy. Yeah, Trace McSorley's still on the team. <laughs> oh, yeah, Colt McCoy. And I remember there was that one week with Colt McCoy and James Conner. Yeah, and they, went off for... and they still ended up winning. So, like, uh, yeah, yeah, how valuable is Kyler Murray really to this team? So, it's an interesting one. It's kind of shocking to me that he's gotten paid over Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's 37 and 12 in his career. And Kyler, yeah, Kyler got drafted a year later than 
Lamar and has six more losses. And Lamar has 15 more wins. Unless I'm really bad at math, but I don't know. Yeah, no, I have to agree with both of you guys. I think Kyler is uh, easily, like, he can he can be a, a MVP candidate when he's at his peak and then also just be really just hard to watch sometimes just because of he's really mobile, but then he'll also make a lot of just these mistakes that lead to interceptions that just make you question why, like, he's a starting quarterback. But, I mean, I definitely think, like, how the NFL is trending, like, this like as Jason said, like this is gonna be like the average salary for like a like a first overall pick in like the future. Like so I mean, I definitely like see where that's coming. Obviously he still has a lot like a good amount to prove because he hasn't won a playoff game yet. And I think that uh he also has a little bit of an injury problem as of right now. So it is like it's definitely like you wanna wonder like how these next five years are gonna go and if it was worth it to give him that contract. But honestly, I see this as a win for both the Cardinals and Kyler Murray because I would rather, as an organization, gamble on trying to win for a championship rather than give up on a, a franchise quarterback like Kyler and then go into the QB carousel where you're just hoping that one of these guys turn out. Yeah, I I agree with whatever. Yeah, I mean, it, it's I we all agreed with uh, the Kyler contract, which I thought was yeah, that's pretty interesting. That never really happens. Um. I don't know. I feel like he's a guy that like. Do we really see him ever winning a Super Bowl? I think so. I mean, help like if you get like depending on how their schedule is, if they can actually like those first six games without D Hop, if they can actually get like a winning record in that, like four and two or something, and then get D Hop and then just be at like what we can think of at, like with all of those guys at their peak, I think they definitely have a chance to win the Super Bowl. That's to say the least, but. Yeah, it's but just like, like they always fall apart in the second half, so it's right. You'd rather him just Jones, not so. be there in the second half because you know you're gonna suck anyways. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't think this year. I I don't think so. I think, but and like the NFC West is gonna be stacked for the next couple of years. So I don't know. I kind of don't think he'll ever win one. I think he can. I think that Cliff Kingsbury can't be on this team for him to probably. Yeah, I. I think he can, but like, I'm I mean, not gonna like, sit here and say like, "Oh yeah, I definitely think he's gonna win." Like, I don't. It's hard yeah. to say like you think someone's gonna win a Super Bowl because there's so much that goes into it. Yeah, exactly. Like Nick Foles won a Super Bowl, so like, how much can you really? Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I don't. Jimmy Garoppolo was one throw away from winning a Super Bowl. So, well, he actually has won a few Super Bowls. Well, yeah, that's true, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, it, it could happen because, like, really, how much worse is he than Matthew Stafford, who just did win? Like, I don't think that he's. Uh, I don't like when you're ranked. If you're ranking quarterbacks, Kyler's probably at around like nine or ten, and Stafford's probably at about like seven. So, like, it really doesn't make that. Uh, it's not that huge of a difference. So, yeah, I I think he probably could can win one, but probably going to need a different situation or everything to kind of go right in the NFC West, where like. It would be at the time where the Rams are falling off and if the Trey Lance doesn't work for the Niners, like something like that. Which one? And then happen? I just want to say, going back to the Lamar point, like this contract Loki kind of makes it harder for Lamar and his contract talks just because we know like Lamar has proven he can win playoff games and such. So obviously he's going to demand a higher contract 
than Kyler. But then also, you know, Lamar has a little bit of a limitation with his passing game. He hasn't shown too much with his passing game. And, like, people want to see more out of that. But we know what he can do with his legs and how mobile he is. And he is he's a former MVP as well in this league. So I yeah. definitely want to see, like, how much he gets for his contract. That's a that's a good point. I mean, they got to pay him. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't understand why he's... There's no reason they shouldn't. He's uh, like, I don't want to say he's their whole offense, but he, their whole offense is built around him. So it'd kind of be stupid to not pay your main guy. Yeah, I I haven't been the biggest Lamar guy in the past, but I'm slowly kind of getting there. I'm coming around on him. I think that yeah, he the the fact that he's still like, I don't know. I, I think that, yeah, I definitely think that he should be a pit. And, yeah, that, you're, sure, you're right. That's a good point. All right. Also, uh, should we talk about, like, that um, Deshaun Watson? Like, now I've seen reports, like, he might only get, like, like six to eight game suspension. And then I've seen, like, people, like, also reports saying he maybe get he might get a year. Do we – is there anything on that? I mean, I, I thought that it was going to be out by, like, July 11th, but – at this point, like, we should probably just wait until we go through that division because we already talked about, like, him potentially being suspended for the whole season or stuff like that. So, I feel like we're just repeating ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, wait, there, Shrieker, there was one other thing you said, and I don't remember what it was in the beginning of, uh, like, before we started recording. Um, um, oh. Um, was it on the Broncos? No. No, no, no. Like, I think it's just like for news. Oh, well, something. Oh, yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo? Yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo oh, yeah. has been given permission to seek a trade. I don't really know, you why know what that wants. means. Yeah, it means it's Trey Lance season. Yeah. It means it's time to take the under on 49ers win. No, I'm not going to do that because that's way too risky. So we already kind of talked about like potential destinations for Garoppolo. It's just kind of interesting that they would do this now. I don't know. It's just, it feels like kind of weird timing, but I feel like they kind of screwed up their leverage here and like all the teams that wanted a QB for this season already traded for one. Like at this point, there are QB needy teams, but at this point, they're probably figuring like, well, you know, we're we're in a rebuild mode. Why would we trade for this QB with this huge contract? Who's also not the youngest. Like, I don't know. I feel like it makes no sense to try and trade him now because they'll probably get the least amount of value possible. Yeah. Well, all right. Question. Would you guys rather Baker or Jimmy Garoppolo? Uh... I don't know. It kind of depends. Like, what what kind of team is it? Like, I, I don't know. They're two different QBs. Hmm. I don't know. It's, it's tough because Garoppolo's won a lot more, but Baker is a but lot. But Garoppolo's also been in, like, yeah, exactly. rates. Like, he's been with the 49ers, who, like, is a run-first offense, and, like, it's kind of hard to screw up. And he's also been on the Patriots. Like, I mean, yeah. the the Browns kind of are a run full. No, they are a run first offense too, and we've seen Baker had has had a successful, you know, season bringing them to the divisional round before. Yeah, 
I think I'd rather Jimmy G. Just I like. I, I feel like Baker good. would be better in like a more pass-heavy offense. And like I, I think Jimmy is better in a run-first offense. He, uh, he just seems like more patient, kind of like knows his role. Where like Baker still thinks he's this hot shot who won Heisman and just wants to pass the ball and like make all these like hero plays like. So that's why I feel like in a pass-first offense that'll kind of like suit him a little more and maybe like when if he can pass more he'll be like all right I'll you know I can start taking the passes like I know I can get because if you're in a run first offense you're like well I'm not going to get another chance to throw for a while I got to try and make a count you know yeah so I just it really depends on what team you're asking me cuz I think they're both better for different situations if that yeah. makes sense I understand that I I probably go Garoppolo well also you have to think about it Garoppolo is getting paid a lot more than Baker. Yeah, very true. He's also older. I mean, there's a lot that goes into it, I feel like. Yeah. At definitely. that point, like, if you have to choose between the two, I think I'd choose Baker. And if it doesn't work out, you try and draft a QB. Mm-hmm. Hmm. All right. I, I like I like Baker in this situation. I just feel like with, with Garoppolo, you know what you're going to get with, like, with Baker, there's just a little bit of uncertainty that he has where, like, I kind of like like the gamble with that. Just a little risk on what he does because, like, he just has, like, this swagger to him where, like, he feels like he can match up with any QB in the league sometimes. And I just, I just like that in his personality. I, I agree. I, I like that, too. Yeah, it's a tough question. I don't know. That's, that's a tough one. Uh, all right. So let's, let's uh, transition into the AFC West. Uh, again, look, this – Everyone thought that the a that the NFC West last year was like the best division of all time because you have like the Russell Wilson led Seahawks who you can never count out. You had the Rams who just got Stafford. You had the Cardinals who, like, hopefully, like they can, you know, they, like they were a stacked team too. And then you had the uh, 49ers who were finally getting healthy again from the year prior when they were really hurt. And now I think this AFC West division has blown them completely out of the water. You get the Broncos who traded for Russell Wilson. You get the Raiders who traded for Devontae Adams and signed Chandler Jones. You get the Chiefs who have been, you know, they've won this division, I believe, seven years in a row, and then they get worse. So then that makes that even harder. And then on top of that, the Chargers, you know, their defense was not all that great last year, and they add Khalil Mack and J.C. Jackson, who are, like, probably two top, five-ish players in their respective positions. So, yeah, it's very interesting for who's going to win this division, and it's going to be an absolute bloodbath every time that any of these two teams play. Yeah, I – of course the one year the Chargers, you know, it looks like they're getting their shit together. The rest of the division also does. So, I mean, I'm happy the Chargers are putting together – you know, their roster makes it look like they're Super Bowl contenders. It, You know, they have a shot. I wouldn't say they're favorites right now, but, yeah, it's very competitive. It's going to be a tough schedule, tough road. It, it's really going to come down to who plays best in division, in my opinion. Yeah, I, like, really wouldn't be surprised if it's just all splits. It, it really wouldn't surprise me. 
Yeah, it's whichever team ends up winning a game on the road or like takes both te- both games against a team, that's probably going to be the one that wins it. Mm-hmm. Uh, currently, across pretty much every website I could find, Kansas City is the number one odds to win the division, followed by the Chargers, the Broncos, and the Raiders. The Raiders, the Raiders are, are last. Raiders are last by a long shot. Most of these teams have the or most of these websites have the Broncos at 260 and the Raiders at 650 or 700. Wow. Raiders made some big improvements this offseason, so I yeah. don't really understand that, that. That Raiders bet may not be all that terrible. Um, but I'm personally, I'm still going with the Chiefs to win this division. I understand the Chargers is it, it's kind of a boring pick. The Chargers are like the more sexy pick. Everyone has been kind of riding the Chargers, and for good reason. I, I really like what they did. I think that they're definitely going to be a playoff team this year. I think that the Raiders have a very good shot to make the playoffs again because they were in it last year and with like a pretty bad situation around them, and I think they got a lot better. But I just think that the the best quarterback in the league reigns in Kansas City. I think one of the best coaches in the league reigns in Kansas City. I know you guys, this is kind of another Dolphins take where I think both of you guys are going to kind of be against me. But I just, I really like the Chiefs. I think the big things are coming for them. And I told, I don't know if I told Shrieker this, but I told Jason the next time that I am under the influence of alcohol, which has, is, as, could be as early as tomorrow, I will be placing a bet on. Patrick Mahomes to win the MVP for this. It's so frat of wow. you, Jared. It is. I'm becoming. I'm becoming Sean Ryan. What have you done? Yeah, I, I. I don't know, man. I think that you know, we've seen Patrick Mahomes play in the NFL for four seasons. We've seen him go. Well, we, we've seen him win the MVP after having 50 touchdowns and 5,000 yards. We've then the year after, uh, he won a Super Bowl. Then the year after that, he lost in the Super Bowl. And the year after that, he lost in the AFC Championship on a game-winning field goal to the Bengals. So we have seen nothing but huge success from Patrick Mahomes. I understand that there's no Tyreek Hill there, but I like what they did. Getting Juju, who I think is an underrated receiver at this point. Like, he had a really great start to his career. And he's just kind of being written off because people don't like him because he goes on TikTok. And they drafted Sky Moore, who I think is going to be really solid. Travis Kelsey, I think, is in line for the best season yet from him. I I don't know, man. I think the last time that we've kind of seen Pat Mahomes have something to prove, he either won the MVP or he won the Super Bowl. And I think he's going to do one of those this year. And I'd, I'd, I am more willing to bet on the MVP from being Yeah, what were Mahomes' odds to win MVP? I will check. I believe it's eight fifty. I'll check on our website actually because that's what I'm going to be using. Uh, give me a second. I, I it's like eight hundred or nine hundred. Eight hundred. He has the third highest odds. Who's ahead of him? Allen and Herbert. Yeah, Allen is four hundred and Herbert is six hundred. Which that <laughs> is surprising, but honestly, I kind of think that the fact that Mahomes is still third after losing a guy who I think is a top five receiver. I think that that just speaks to how good he actually is. Well, 
It's only the odds. We'll we'll see what they are halfway through the year. Yeah, that that's definitely true. Um, yeah, I, I, I actually think the division is going to be between the Chargers and the Raiders. I just I'll talk about the Broncos later. I'm not a huge fan of them. I mean, I, obviously, all this might be biased, but like, I'm still here, like saying, I think the Raiders are really good. So I guess that goes to show you, but like. I, I, yeah, I'll talk about the Broncos later. The Chiefs, it, I don't know. I'm kind of like, I don't know what to think about them. Like, I could see them not being all that great, or I could still see them being the same as usual. And right now, I'm kind of just like going in the middle, and I have them. I, right now, I have them going nine and eight, but their schedule is ridiculous. Like, we already talked about before when I had my hot take last time, but. I think it's going to be between the Chargers and the Raiders. It's a toss-up between who actually wins it, but I think both those teams will definitely make the playoffs. Yeah, I I have those three teams as well, and I'm I don't know I'm kind of indifferent on the Broncos. Like I, I think I'm a little higher on Denver than you are. I don't really know about Shrieker's opinion on on Denver, just because like Russell Wilson is he has an eighty percent chance to make the playoffs when he or, or every year he made the playoffs with the Seattle Seahawks eight out of 10 times in his career, which is an absurdly high number. Like I, the only player that's has a higher rate right now has got to be, or like that's been like in the league in a while, like out of the veterans has got to be just Brady and that's it. Like it, it's pretty insane how consistently great he's been over his career. And it, I don't think that the offense in Denver is bad. I just think it's a little risky because you know, you got a you got an unproven wide receiver core. You got an unproven coach. You got an unproven offensive line. So yeah, Denver's interesting. They may sneak into that last. I don't know. I think a lot of it could also depend on what happens with Deshaun. But yeah, I think that whether I continue this take of the Chiefs still winning this division by the end, I'm going to have them in the playoffs pretty much undoubtedly. And I think that the Chargers and Raiders are going to make the playoffs as well. So I agree with you there. So the way I see the Chiefs right now, I feel like this is like for them this year is kind of like an assess year where they kind of just assess what they have with their whole team, where they can like and just see like where they can improve for next year and like just re re like re like bulk their whole offense and roster because this is going to be like their first whole season I feel without Tyree Kill with like this new offense with uh, Mahomes and Kelsey and I feel like. This it's going to be interesting because I'm sure like this whole season will just be a lot of ups and downs for this whole Chiefs team and like they're just going to be talked about a lot just because of these ups and downs. But I feel like mostly this is just like a, a season for the Chiefs where they're just going to reevaluate what they have just for next year and then the next year they'll be pretty deadly because right now that like this Chiefs team isn't even a team where it's like oh once this team is actually healthy they're like they can contend with like. Uh, like any other team in the Super Bowl, because right now we're looking at their healthiest form, and like they don't have a solid run game. They have like solid receivers, but we don't know who that wide receiver one is yet for that team. So they still have like some good question marks there on that offense. And I don't know too much about their defense, but that's where I'm coming from talking about their offense. And then the Raiders, like how Jason said, like I definitely think the Raiders and Charters are definitely going to be up there for contending to win the division. Definitely the Raiders are going to be in that second spot, at least for now for me, just because they have so many new players coming in that just have to like 
be accustomed to the new like system. They have a new coach as well. So we don't even know, like, I don't know how much like of a new system they're going to have with Derek Carr uh, being involved with this like new system. So he's going to have to like understand under, uh, give me a second. I forgot the coach's name. What coach? McDaniels. Oh, McDaniels. Yeah. McDaniels. Yeah. So like, I don't know too much about McDaniels system, but, I wonder how, like, what he's going to implement, like, that's going to be new to this Raiders, like, offense. But they have uh, Devontae Adams, and we already know, like, that Devontae and uh, Derek Carr have that chemistry from college. But they just have, like, a lot of players coming in from offense and defense. They have Chandler Jones coming in for that defensive side. So they have, like, a lot of big-time players. But I just feel like the Chargers right now are the more consistent team just because everything's more homegrown or it's, it's taken a couple of years just for them to, like, be more synchronized as a team. Yeah, I, I understand that. I I, I think it, I'm going to be putting the Chargers or the Chiefs at one. And I think as of now, I'm going to be putting Kansas City. Uh, I like the – yeah, I'm sorry. I, I love everything about the Chargers. I think, like, after Mahomes, there's not really a whole lot of quarterbacks that I would take for my franchise other than Justin Herbert. I think, you know, he's been pretty much flawless ever since he's came into the league. Uh, there, there's really just there's not a lot of holes on the Chargers. It's just sometimes there could be a problem if you look too good on paper, and sometimes it could just not all come together. We uh, like last year this should have been a playoff team and they weren't. So, you know, you never really know. It could it could always be weird like that. And the, the only kind of concern that I have with the Raiders is that they kind of have a similar problem to the Cardinals, where over the last couple of years they have started off really really hot and have cooled down. And cooled down towards the end of the season. Obviously, they still made the playoffs last year, but that's kind of the only concern I have with the Raiders because I love Derek Carr, Devontae Adams. I think is the best receiver in the league. So you pair him with Hunter Renfro, who was one of the best slot receivers in the league last year. Darren Waller, who's one of the best tight ends. I think McDaniel's is going to bring a nice run-oriented offense into that team. So, I think, and you already have Josh Jacobs, who I think is great. So yeah, the, the, I mean, all the teams in this division are good. I do think that Denver's last. But I don't know. That's just what I think. Broncos country. Wait, wait. I just said Broncos country. Razo. Oh. All right. Um, yeah, we can move on to what we've been doing to, uh, with the rest of these divisions, which has been our favorite rookie, overrated player, and underrated player. So we'll just start out with the rookies. Uh, uh, Jason, you can start us off. All right. So, rookie I'm excited to watch in this division is Sky Moore. Uh, he's second-round receiver in this past draft. Went to the Chiefs. And I think I'm so excited to see him is because there's a huge question as to who's going to be the wide receiver one. And, like, I'm not going to guarantee you Sky Moore is their wide receiver one because they did just bring in Juju – um, they brought in MVS. Uh, they still have Kelsey, obviously, who's going to be a main target. You know, it's it's really jumbled up right now, and we don't know what we're going to see on the field week one. But I feel like Sky Moore, the in college, he's a very dynamic player. He ran a four four at the combine. You know, a lot of. There aren't many players on this team. Well, you know what? There aren't any player, any players in the NFL who can really replace Tyreek Hill, do exactly what he did. 
So I think all you can really do is try and get as close as you can, try and get like a pretty shifty guy, a dynamic guy, fast. And I think Skymore brings a lot of that to the table. Of course, he's not the biggest guy, but neither was Tyreek. Um, I, I just can't see Juju as a wide receiver one. Like, Sure, he had a, one or two really good seasons in Pittsburgh, but that was only alongside Antonio Brown, who is one of the best receivers to ever play. So I can't see him becoming a wide receiver one. I mean, MVS, like, sure, he's, he's a fast guy. He's a big guy, but, like, he can't really run routes well. He can't really catch, honestly. Um, Miko Hardman, I mean, it, I don't know. He just looks like a track runner out there. Like, I'm not saying Sky Moore will take over the wide receiver one, but I think he has a great chance at it. And when you're the wide receiver one to Patrick Mahomes, you're going to put up huge numbers. So I'm excited to see what happens with him this year. Well, yeah, he's definitely – I mean, he's the wide receiver too because you are forgetting about Killa Trav. Well, yeah, I mean, but he's technically he's not a wide receiver. That's, right. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, Travis is the number one target, but. Dude, Kelsey's going to be so good this year. I really, I mean, I'm just going to say this now because I, I don't really care, but if he falls to me in our draft, I'm going to be a happy person. What pick are you at? 11. I don't think it's going to happen, oh. but. Eh, I don't could. know. I mean, yeah, it could. I mean, I'm not going to take him at five, so. I wouldn't. Yeah, me neither. Uh, all right, Treaker, what rookie are you excited about? Yeah, so I'm excited about Leo Chennault coming out of uh, Wisconsin, linebacker. He's going to be playing for the Kansas City Chiefs. And I was talking to Jared right before we started this podcast. Though, to sum up this whole like um, division, talking about rookies is kind of hard just because a lot of these uh, players that are getting drafted to these teams in this division are mostly second-round, third-round picks just because they've traded – traded their first-round and second-round draft picks to all their teams. So, Leo Chanel, he's a second-round pick to for the Chiefs. But I think he's definitely going to offer a lot of potential. Their their linebacker depth isn't really that much. I mean, they have Nick Bolton. And outside of Nick Bolton, they don't really have too much there. They have um, Jermaine Carter. and I don't know who that Jermaine, is. Yeah, so – he, and he played for the Panthers last year, so obviously he wasn't good. So, like, Leo Chanel, I think he offers a lot of uh, potential and upside just because he's a very he's a very uh, heavy hitter type player. So, I think getting a guy like that for this Kansas City defense who doesn't really have that much of an identity as of right now will be definitely a huge positive. Yeah, there were a lot of, like, YouTubers that I saw that were like rating him over Nicobe Dean, which I thought was interesting. Rating who over Nicobe Dean? Um, Leo Chanel. Like I, 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 well, people like I like there were some YouTubers that I saw were like much more excited about him going into the league than Nicobe Dean, which I thought was kind of. But interesting. Uh, my rookie also comes from Kansas City, so I guess we really all like the Chiefs draft this year. Uh, and that is Trent McDuffie, who was drafted at, it's like 21 overall or something. I really wanted McDuffie on the Vikings, but then the Vikings traded their first round pick all the way down to 32. And I still won't really get over that. But yeah, I think that McDuffie is a really good 
corner. You know, he was the consensus number three after what's his name, Derek Stingley and Ahmad Gardner. And I think for a good reason, I think he's a really great corner. He's just like not as polished, but you know, Washington has uh, produced a good amount of secondary players in or good secondary players in the league. Buda Baker came from Washington, right? I believe. Uh, yes. Yeah. I think so. And yeah, Marcus Peters came out of there. So yeah, they've produced some pretty solid secondary pieces over the last few years. And I think that Trent McDuffie will be a good part of that. And I think that him with Legarius Sneed as the other corner, I think that they're it's kind of an underrated cornerback room. But yeah, like Shrieker said, th- this was going to kind of be a shorter part because the rookies in this division are all second round picks. The only one who was a first round pick was kind of like it was Zion Johnson. I think that was the only one out of this division. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we can head out to the overrated part. Uh, Jason, you can start us off again if you'd like. I would love to. You want to know who's overrated? The Broncos offense. I originally, I was just going to go with Russell Wilson, but that's not fair because he's not the only overrated person in that offense. It's actually the whole offense. Well, you know what? No, Javante is not overrated. Yes. Gordon, overrated. All their wide receivers, overrated. Their offensive line, I don't know. It's all right. But yeah, it. A lot of people, you know, give their receiving core some slack because their QB was Drew Bach. Um Yeah, it that is a valid argument, but like just no one no it doesn't seem like anyone really gets open and like I obviously yeah, with Drew Locke, it seemed like they had no chemistry really. They literally could not move the ball. And, I mean, that's only – the QB has a huge effect on it. But it it's not going to be the whole thing. Like, Russell Wilson with the Seahawks last year, he wasn't great. Like, what? why do we think he's going to be amazing with the Broncos? Like, Seahawks last year, their skill position, Rashad Penny, or I guess their running back was kind of all over the place. But DK Metcalf – Tyler Lockett. That is a great duo. Much better than Jerry Judy and Corlin Sutton. So why do we all of a sudden think the Broncos are going to be good because Russell Wilson is leading it when he had better weapons last year, in my opinion? Mm-hmm. Sure, the offensive line is better, but Russell Wilson's never had a good offensive line. And he'd always done good years prior, so what happened last year. I mean, you can't blame it on the offensive line. You can't blame it on the weapons either because his weapons were very good. I just think Russell Wilson's very overrated. That's what it comes down to. And because of that, I think it's making the whole Broncos offense overrated. I don't think Russ is a bad QB. I just, I think he's definitely overrated because some people would say he's a top five QB and he's going to make, he's making the Broncos Super Bowl contenders already, which I just do not agree with that all. Yeah, I kind of agree. I don't think that this is a Super Bowl contending team. I mean, my overrated player was Jerry Judy. So it's just kind of to add on to your point. I think that 
you know, he's had a lot of drop issues in the past. He scored no touchdowns last year, which, I mean, this guy was drafted 15th overall. You're expecting him to have some sort of production. I mean, even Henry Ruggs was like, it seemed like he was kind of hitting uh, for his draft capital. And then Harry Judy comes along and is just, you know, I mean, obviously Henry Ruggs isn't playing anymore, but Jerry Judy has been significantly worse. And I know he was injured. And I know Shrieker knows a lot about Jerry Judy because he drafted him last year in our fantasy league and had high hopes for him, and he was disappointed. So yep. I, we've all kind of been disappointed by Judy so far. I think that Sutton actually is in, in line for a good season. And it really would not surprise me if Tim Patrick kind of took over the role as a wide receiver, too, in this offense. I just – I don't know. Something about Jerry Judy so far, on this Broncos team at least – it has not been promising, and I think that he – I think he's a good player. Like, I, don't get me wrong. Like, he was drafted in round eight of the of the redraft. I, I know I just kind of spoiled that, but it's whatever. Uh, and I thought that that was a good pick because, you know, you're it's like on a whole reset. And, you know, he could be – he's young and he can be – you know, he has great potential. But I just feel like on this Broncos team, he's not a good I, – I don't know. I just don't really like him. So I kind of agree. It's just that I, I trust Russell Wilson more than pretty much than most quarterbacks in the league, to you know. But the division's hard, so yeah, I can I can definitely see that their offense not really succeeding to the point where they're going to be like an an eight nine win team. Yeah. So for my overrated uh, player in this division, I have Clyde edwards helaire and I think a lot of people were like like. In the whole country can agree with me that this guy I think is pretty overrated. He didn't he has not performed well in the past two years and I think there's been a lot of question marks just about his whole game. I mean, if we look at his like if you look at his season stats and yes, he was injured for a little bit of time, but not in uh uh attempts, yards, touchdowns and averages, he is uh he is in like the bottom half of the league and the averages is the only one is his highest uh, statistical category at 23rd. So, I mean, I just think he, there's a lot of things that he just underperforms at, and they brought in Ronald Jones for that run game, which you like, what do you even say to that? But really, I think they're like, if you, if you believe there's a competition between Ronald Jones and like Clyde Edwards, Laird, like then I guess that's great and all, but like, how how is that really going to improve the run game? I really don't see this run game for the Chiefs being that great, and I know that they're a passing offense, but I just I just think he Clyde Edwards-Helaire is really overrated. I think it's crazy to think the Chiefs passed up on Jonathan Taylor and DeAndre Swift for Clyde Edwards-Helaire. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. Wait, I mean, was- and like the weird thing is like he's not like a big like a power back or anything. He's five seven two oh five. Like he's a he's one of the smallest guys in the league. That's crazy. Drafted they, the first round too. Akers and Dobbins also went uh day two that that year. And they applied. Yeah, the I I mean all Akers hasn't really actually well both of them got injured last year. Yeah. Yeah. Dobbin seems to be coming back week one though, so we'll see. Yeah, I yeah. Oh, yeah. Through him. Um, <laughs> all right. So then let's talk about the breakout players of the year. So I, again, I said, I kind of agree with Jason because of the whole passing offense with the Broncos, but something that I really love for this team and why I think is like the Broncos offense may still be good is Javante. Williams. I 
I mean, it's been pretty documented that I am a Javante Williams fan. I think that what we saw out of him in his rookie season was really great. I think um, you have him. The, the stat of him leading the league in broken tackles is wild to me because I would have thought that that would easily be Jonathan Taylor, Dalvin Cook. Uh, I don't know, just a guy that is a workhorse back that is very elusive. And, I mean, obviously, Javante is elusive, but he kind of got, like, only 50% of the touches last year with Melvin Gordon there. Melvin Gordon was still there, and he still led the league in broken tackles. I find that amazing. Uh, With Russell Wilson there, I think that that's going to shore up kind of lanes for this offense and the running game. And I I love Javante this year. I think that he's going to have a really great season. And Melvin Gordon's still going to be there. But sooner rather than later, this is going to be Javante's back. And I think that he's going to take the league. By, and I don't know about take the league by storm, but I think he's going to have a very solid season. Yeah, I agree. I love Javante. He's going to be amazing. It's, once Melvin's finally gone, he should be insane. All right. Um, I guess I'll go. Wait, who? I forget who I chose. That's. Oh, yeah. All right, um, so right as I was saying how I don't think the Chiefs will be great and their offense will be as good, my uh, my breakout player is also a Chiefs player on offense, and that's Ronald Jones. It kind of goes along with what Shrieker said and how Clyde Edwards-Elair is not very good, in which I agree he doesn't really do much too well. Like He's been struggling with fumbles a lot. He kind of got injured last year. I just, I think they're at the point they realize they screwed that pick up and they got to try and figure it out. And hopefully Ronald Jones is that guy because he's, he's always been a good running back when he's played. It's just, he hasn't really gotten the shot to be a true like workhorse running back with the Bucks because there's always been Leonard Fournette. There's always been other guys like doing the receiving work because Ronald Jones isn't the greatest receiver, but I feel like without Tyreek Hill, the Chiefs might realize, like, look, this offense, like, it's still going to be explosive, but it's not as explosive as before, and we can't just pass 70% of the time. We're going to have to run the ball a little bit. And I think Ronald Jones is really going really gonna to shine off that because he has always been a great runner. I like I said, he's not a good pass catcher, so maybe on third downs he won't play, but hopefully he can improve on that because I think if he ends up learning to catch the ball well, running some routes, like some halfback screens, stuff like that, he could turn into a very good player, and I think he'll be pretty good in fantasy this year too. Yeah, I I, I don't hate Ronald Jones, actually. I mean, Well, I think he was pretty bad in Tampa Bay. He just needed to change the scenery and – yeah, I don't know. I mean, Andy Reid kind of always figures out a way to, like, make or um, scheme up his players to do well. I think that he can do that. So, mm-hmm. what's the? It's the breakout player. Yeah. Yeah. So, so for my breakout player, I have Trayvon Morig. Mo- Is that how you say his last name? Merig. Merig. Morig. Yeah, I have uh, him. He's a safety for the Raiders. I think he, I think he's definitely going to be an interesting player for the Raiders, just because they, 
they have a they have a solid D line, but you, there's still some question marks about that secondary and like what they have with Jonathan Abrams and Morig and such in that company. So I think Morig he started his his rookie season he did pretty well. His PFF grade for the for his rookie season was seventy two point five. So I think that was definitely solid for for coming in as a rookie. But I think. He he he'll definitely have a bigger impact in his second second year, and I think with the how like that um that defense was last year, they they have a lot to improve on. But with Morig, or let me rephrase that with uh after how they did last season, get, getting into the playoffs, I think this uh they have a lot to that they can work on after that to improve on, and I think Morig will definitely benefit and help with that. All right. Uh, that pretty much sums up the AFC West. Yeah, th- this division is going to be wild. I mean, we're saying all this now, and I really wouldn't be surprised if the Chiefs finish last and Denver finishes first. Well, I mean, maybe a little bit, but like, I feel like out of all the divisions in football, like this is the one where I really don't know how to order it. And I think that yeah, it, it's tough. It, it, can, it can go in many, many different ways. Anything can happen. Yeah, th- th- this division is is nuts but yeah so we hope you guys enjoyed that uh next week we should be at you with the nfc west where we'll be talking about the rams oh well actually before we sign off so as of now i'm going chiefs to win this division i think that they'll probably be the two or three seed in the AFC. Uh, i think that i'll probably put the chargers i'll put the chargers and the raiders in there and denver's a maybe but probably not yeah, I'm I'm biased. I'm gonna take the Chargers to win it all, or well, the division. I don't have them winning the Super Bowl. I have them winning the division, and then the Raiders right behind them, also getting into the playoffs. Yeah, I have the I have the Raiders uh, barely making it into the playoffs with the Chargers winning the division. All right, sounds good. So neither of you guys have the Chiefs in at the current moment. I think it's really just going to be an up-and-down season for the Chiefs where they just kind of hope for that they get a good draft pick and get ready for the next year's offseason. I still think they have a a good team, like a playoff-caliber team, obviously. But, like, that schedule is actually brutal. That might be the toughest schedule in the league. Or not might. It's got to be. Definitely the start of it. Yeah, you Dude, are. There's like like I said before. There's only three games where you can like confidently say, say, "Yeah, they should win." That is only three. Yeah, that's that's not a lot. We'll see. How are, how is Kansas City with cap space right now? I have no idea. Um, there, there's okay. So they have like around fifteen million right now, fourteen point seven. What if like? No, like, what if they pick up, like, OBJ? I don't know what OBJ's, like, market is, but, like, what if they just pick, like, OBJ up and, like, obviously he's not going to play immediately, but, like, if he comes in, like, week seven and plays for the rest of them, I think they'll be special. I don't think OBJ is going to play at all this year. Oh, really? I would rather rather take a chance on Julio Jones. I know he's a little – I know he's a little older than OBJ is, but I don't know, man. We're like two years removed from him being a top three receiver in the league. And 
I he would, did score a touchdown in the Super Bowl. Uh, what? Odell. Didn't OB, yeah, didn't OBJ yeah. score a touchdown? Sorry, completely zoned out. And no, I I think that Odell is like I think Odell is probably. I don't know if I can even say. Uh, yeah, I guess you. I would say he's better at this point. He played really well at the Rams, but that was also in the best possible system. Obviously, this would be going to Andy Reid's system, which is also really good. I don't know. I think that um, I, I would just rather take a chance on Julio. I think the Julio and Mahomes would be really cool to watch. But I, I don't think it would be a bad idea. You know, you got you can have him. Juju could be the slot guy and either OBJ or Julio on one of the sides and Sky Moore on the other side. I don't think that that would be bad at all. Yeah, that would be solid. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, again, next week we should be doing the NFC West. We'll be back in school. I believe it's in like only four weeks. It's only four weeks away or something like that. So, yeah, be too long until we're all back uh, together and doing the rest of the divisions for you and uh, probably a whole preview show which would be really fun. So, yeah, we hope that you guys will really enjoy that. Uh, check us out on Instagram, Route Runners Pod, TikTok, Route Runners Podcast, again, on YouTube, Route Runners Podcast, where you can check out uh, a fantasy uh, mock draft that we did about a month ago and some of the ultimate redraft, which has really uh, been awesome. So We hope that you guys enjoyed that and enjoyed this one. Anyone got anything else to say before we sign off? Nah. Go Raiders. Go Raiders. Interesting. Uh, all right, fuck Rafi Devers, and we will. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Sorry, I had I had to sneak that in there. You mean oh, Garrett Cole's dad? Uh, I do mean Garrett Cole's dad. I sadly do mean that. Yeah. Wait, I, I have one more thing to say. Show hate to the Braves? Question mark. Yeah. Why? I why? <laughs> like, well, first of all, no. Second of all, like, why? Why is that like a rumor? I don't know. The Angels suck. Well, I mean, yeah. they play the they play the Braves for like the next three games. So. Oh, they do. Oh, all, right. Yep. all right. Well, yeah. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Peace.